Hello, friends, family, loved ones, strangers, people who have never heard the podcast before but are like, hey, let's try this. Welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly. A podcast. They still call them podcasts, right? A podcast where a guy, me, talks to you, slash at you, for a period of time chosen by him. Barely edited theme song at the beginning is the wrong whole song, I Love Math. What is it called? What is Math? It's called What is Math by the band Wrong Hole, which happens to be my band. With the wonderful Andrew and the wonderful John. Check out our album 2012, released 2014. It's called 2012. That's our song, What is Math? But it's remixed by me. And then the outro is also by me. Just a little fun info off the top of the podcast. And I should say, this is wild. We're rounding out to the end of, I don't even want to say it. Fine, I will. Year five. Of Nick Flanagan Weekly, year five. Can you freaking believe it? I absolutely cannot. But I must, because it's truth. And truth is the freshest fruit. As former guest Jennifer Castle said in her wonderful album. Um, Yeah, so five years in. Wow. Can you believe it? Rushing into 2024. Rushing? Maybe not. Maybe I'm limping. Maybe I'm crawling. Maybe I'm moonwalking into 2024. Maybe you are. I hope you are. Maybe I'm tumbling like a tumbler. Like a Cirque du Soleil tumbler into 2024. I'm not not looking forward to, tw- to, to 2024 in spite of the horrendous world events. But there are always horrendous world events, friends. Obviously, they're bad now, but my gosh. We gotta just weather them storms. Weather the weather. Speaking of, the snow is on the ground outside. That's kind of a new thing here in Toronto. Nice long period easing into winter. I'm not gonna get angry. Not gonna get angry. All I'm gonna say is... Why does it have to be cold? If so, why must I leave my home? And if I don't have to leave my home, why isn't my home just a little larger? <clears throat> Five years. Five years of Nick Lang Weekly. When I first was recording the podcast, I think it, I somehow made it so it only was audible in one year. Now, we're in stereo, baby, I think. I haven't checked lately, but I think so. And, uh, yeah, I should say, I'm going to do a little bit of a funding drive here, okay? So, recently to interview Dave Hill, I set myself up for a business, a trial of Zoom so that I could have the business thing. So, I don't know if you know, Zoom did the classic thing that's been happening all the time with businesses. It's only gotten worse. Where, like, at the beginning, they're like, yeah. Remember in the pandemic, Zoom, you could talk for however long you wanted, however many people you wanted. Flash forward a few years, 
You can only talk to one person on Zoom on the free plan, and you can only talk for 40 minutes, and you got to log off. So I said, well, I want to talk to Dave uninterrupted, Dave Hill, who put the episode out last month. And um, I, I got a trial version of the business plan. And then with my ADHD brain, what happened? The trial thing ended, and I got charged 200 bones. A happy investment, an encouragement for me to interview more people via Zoom for long, educational interviews. But in the short term, just another cost for this podcast. So if you'd like to help the podcast out, just go to ko-fi.com. That's ko-fi.com slash Nick Flanagan. Feel free to drop a buck or two, whatever you want to do. Um... Anyway, you can follow me also on like Instagram and all that kind of stuff, Nick Flanagan Weekly. Um, anyway, now that that's out of the way, I hope you've enjoyed the last few episodes. Again, I always say this off the top. I always sort of am, am, am uh, chronicling how long it takes me to put out this podcast that I literally screwed myself. Well, I didn't literally screw myself. I uh, figuratively screwed myself by uh, calling Nick Flanagan Weekly and then when I was first doing it I was doing like it, it was like three times a week but that's not weekly that's three times a week now the last episode was like November 9th or something that's 20 days ago so I screwed up okay I screwed up you mad if you are, I'm kind of flattered because it means that you like listening to the podcast. But, you know, as I always like to say, I am sorry. I am always aiming to do this podcast as much as possible. There are a lot of moving parts right now in my life. But uh, nothing too crazy, just the usual stuff. You know, this whole thing where... This period of free time over the last five years since I moved back to Toronto, where uh, I happened to, and I still am, my a little partner and I love frickin' shopping at thrift stores. And somehow this has turned into me having a bunch of stuff I'm trying to resell like a freak. And it's honestly like, if I lived in a tiny town, this would be, I'd just have a junk shop. I'd pay whatever small town rent is, 30 bucks a month, 300 bucks a year. And I'd have all my junk out, and people would show up, they'd point at a easy-to-find Beck CD, and they'd say, how much? I'd say $30, and they wouldn't buy it. But everything would be in the store, and I'd live somewhere else. But no, everything's where I live, so it's all crazy. I'm looking right now, what's in my eye line? A, uh... Tom Lehrer, that was the year that was CD. Tom Lehrer, if you don't know who that is, it was an am he's still alive, actually, I believe. He's got to be really old. He was an MIT, I believe it was MIT, professor who uh, became a piano-playing comedian with deadpan delivery in between songs at, uh, in the 1960s, and he was hilarious. So that's what I'm looking at. That was the week that the year that was. I think I have it on vinyl too. A couple of CDs down. I've got Mamas and the Papas, Dreamin' Live. I suppose it's a live Mamas and the Papas CD because who doesn't want one of those? 
one of the famous live act. They definitely performed live. So now, I don't know, Black Friday, Christmas, all this stuff, everyone's buying stuff. I'm not rich, by all means, but this is a nice, busy time for this whole endeavor. And, uh, you know, that cut into it, and people getting sick, and honestly, the fact that I still remain a sort of servant of inspiration as much as I don't want to be. I want to just have that discipline. You get up, you roll over. You have no idea how good it feels for me to get on this chair, sit at, stand, sit in front of the mic, start talking to you. When I do that, oh my god. Oh. Goosebumps, chills, fever, coughing. Um tremors. <laughs> Uncontrollable urination. Uh my eye, pink eye, thrush, shingles, termites. I get all of the feelings, all the feels <laughs> when I start talking. It's great. But before that, oh my God, this sacred chair of podcasting, I look at it and I go, oh, what am I going to do? I can't get up. I can't, I can't drag my ass. So look. I can't drag my ass over there. What am I going to say? No one's going to like it. My throat feels weird. You know whose throat felt weird? Pavarotti. And he managed to get up every morning and yodel opera music to the, at the, to the entire New York uh, and, and Rome opera houses every single day. And I, I'm complaining. I should be more like Pavarotti. Folks, is what I'd say to me. But, but uh, yeah, so as usual, I'm always fighting a discipline battle, and that's okay, because I also just started using ChatGPT, and it uh, offered a fairly accurate description of my comedy, so, so that's nice. Speaking of, I left the last episode on a bit of a cliffhanger, although I spoiled it in my uh, podcast Instagram account. If you follow Nick Flanagan Weekly on Instagram, I did post the response to or the the results of this test. But the last episode I did, I was um, I took the hater quiz because I was wondering, am I a hater? Am I a hater? Answered a bunch of questions on air. You can listen to find out what I said because I have no memory because that was three weeks ago. I came out with the results. All right, drum roll, please. No, no, it's not a drum roll. But it'll do. I am 42% hater. How it came up, how this dumb website came up with such a specific number, I don't know and I don't want to know. But the website says I'm 42% hater. That makes me a partial hater. Well, at least you don't hate on everything, but there are definitely some things you really don't like. 
that just makes us human. Thank you, website, for reminding me that no matter my opinions, I am still human. And yes, there are things I don't like. In fact, some might say that to have things you like, you must have things you do not like. And the fact that it's almost 50-50 kind of makes sense. In fact, I got to get my numbers up. I got to get to 50-50 because that's a perfect balance. Right now, I like eight, I, I got to stop liking 8% of the things I like right now. And you know what? In this age of cancel culture, I think I'll be able to get this in a gay percent. I'm going to be able to find the 8%. I really do. Because, you know, people are always saying infuriating things. And I've just got to pay more attention and then I'll like 8% less of the things I already like. Just via the stupidity of the, the thing. Me discovering it. And uh, I don't encourage you to like less things because I might get caught in the crossfire there. And I really need you to keep liking me because my physical body runs on validation. Okay? So, essentially, by you existing, we have a pact that you have to like me forever. All right? A verbal, con an ironclad verbal, con an iron ironclad, an ironclad nonverbal telepathic contract has been written that you just have to like me forever. No matter what. Did I tell the story about how I, uh, I think I mentioned this at a show. I, I did the, I, I was working at a, a rock concert and uh, I think it was helping, I think I was running it or something. And it was this band Fake Names. They're really cool. If you're like a fan of punk stuff and 90s stuff, it's it's crazy. The singer is this guy, Dennis Lixon, who is in The Refused and uh, International Noise Conspiracy. His band, and in his new one is INVSN. That's his newest band. Uh, Dennis Lixon is the singer of this band, Fake Names. That's the name of it. And then they've got members of Minor Threat, Brandon Canty from Fugazi is the drummer, um, all kinds of cool people. So the dude from Minor Threat, this guy, Baker, his name's Brian Baker, you know, people, guys in Minor Threat, if you don't know who Minor Threat are, they're a very, I mean, you know who Minor Threat are, right? Straight edge, hardcore band, Ian Mackay from Fugazi, very influential for hardcore punk in the 1980s. And uh, everyone's blown away talking to all these people. Guy go upstairs near the end of the night. Upstairs is where the uh, bathroom is. That's not the public bathroom, but it's in the band room. So it's technically the band bathroom, but the band's pretty much done. So I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wee. I'm gonna take a quick spritz. Long hard night of work. I deserve to wee. And I'm about to go in there, and then he comes up, and he looks at me, and I'm like, uh, hey. He goes, hey, what are you do? What are you gonna do? I'm like, well, uh, I was gonna use the bathroom, and he's like, are you gonna destroy it? Are you gonna destroy the bathroom? And I go, yeah, no, no, no. But then I just go, but but here, you use it, and then I kind of shuffle off. And he kind of, I don't think he was mad, but he kind of like looks at me like, he, I think he really thought I was gonna do something bad in that bathroom. 
and that I was doing being bad. But I wasn't. I just wanted to pee. He wouldn't have noticed. But I was shamed by a musical legend. Which reminds me of another story about my friend, Andrew, who I mentioned earlier. We've known each other a long time. Played years ago in a band called The Killer Elite. Now we have a occasionally performing, occasionally active musical act called Wrong Hole. So I've known Andrew since, like, junior high. And I think when we were in ninth grade, we saw that, maybe even 10th grade, maybe it was a bit later, because we saw that James Brown was performing, and boy did we want to see James Brown. This is probably 1994 or 5. We were like, we gotta see James Brown. And that, that would normally be something you could do, right? This was not an all-ages show, as crazy as it might sound. I feel like in the 1980s, James Brown was in every movie, kids' shows. He was a kid-friendly artist. Somehow James Brown was playing a place called the Masonic, the, the Sonic Temple, which is uh, um, in downtown Toronto. And uh, it was not all ages, and Andrew and I were like, well, we got to figure out a way to go. And uh, so we go early, go to the, hanging around backstage, trying to figure out. No one's really helping us get in. It's quite possible the show was all ages, and we just didn't know. But we had told ourselves it was all ages, and uh, it wasn't. We we had convinced ourselves it wasn't all ages. It probably wasn't, but but we were there, and uh, we're like, how are we going to get in? Now the opening band. This is, this is some slightly deep Canadiana for you. And especially Toronto Deanna. It's a Toronto band. Now our our music channel, Much Music, uh really highlighted local bands in Canada in a way that uh was, was really exciting for people who lived in Toronto because you'd like see these bands around or something. Everyone from there was a band called the Inbreds. That was cool. There was a shadowy man on a shadowy planet. You'd see these types of videos all the time. And there was a band called Bass is Bass. And that is... Uh, I don't know if it was a pun. It might have been both basses were spelled the same. Bass is Bass. And they had a song called Funkmobile. And it went like, Riding in my funkmobile Going to my soul shack Settled in the way I feel when something back. It's called Funkmobile. One of the big members of Bass's Bass was named Ivana Santilli, and she wound up doing a bunch of stuff. She's cool. Anyway, yeah, that's my radiator. When the weather gets cold, the radiator, which I've turned off, just starts knocking. Like the tax man at your door. Bass's bass were opening for James Brown. So we're at the back. We recognize the guys from Bass's bass. They're coming. Also popular in Canada was Ace of Bass around the same time. So eh, this was always happening. You'd be like, well, well, there's Ace's bass, but then there's this Canadian band called Bass's bass. What's happening? Which band do I like? So we see the guys. We recognize these rock stars from Bass's Bass. And we're like, Hey, uh, little kid, do you think, do you, hello, Bass's Bass, we love 
Funkmobile. Is the Funk... Did you drive the Funkmobile here? Did you show it to me? Hey, Bass, is Bass, can you show me the Funkmobile? We didn't say that. Be a lot cooler if we did, though. Um, anyway, we did talk to Bass's Bass and say, Hey, we just... Uh, we like you guys, and, you know, we'd really love to see the show. Do you think you could help us get into the show? Now, bless. Bless Bass's Bass, because they said... The two guys in Bass's Bass were like, Yeah, sure, we'll, we'll see what we can do. And they bring us to the back, and they're like, Hey, okay, come on in. This is much before doors opened. So, as we sneak in behind them, it's very obvious there's two, like, 13-year-old boys who nobody knows just in the venue and then immediately no shade to Ivana but she's just like who are these guys and they're like uh and then security's like you guys gotta go and we left so we didn't manage to get into the James Brown concert even though bass is bass two two thirds of bass is bass tried and I'm not mad that Ivana wasn't on board because she didn't get the memo so we're like sad, but as we're outside waiting, dejected, James Brown walks by us. It's a big deal when you're a kid, when a celebrity is in your your thing. And boy, was he small. They don't lie when they say he was small. He's He died. He's not alive. And uh, I am glad, in a way... Someone like him was able to be a total stressful kook who did music and who did had a lot of behavior that worried people and, and he was still able to entertain people with his music because it was a time where we didn't have the... we Our brains hadn't evolved to immediately connect the artist and the art. <laughs> I hope you're feeling good, uh, James, wherever you are. 42% hater. What are the 8% of things that I, I have to start hating in order to get to that ideal 50% hater that I want to be so I'm perfectly balanced? If you have a suggestion for what I can start hating, write me at weeklypodcast at gmail.com. I would love that. Um... Yeah, I don't know what else I have to say. I, I, uh... ADHD stuff's kind of brutal lately. Just, like, getting really hard for me to... If I, maybe, I, I have a routine, but, like, it's not a good routine. You know, right now it's late at night, 12.45. This is a very rare late night like a moment where it's late, but I said, well, you can do something productive to myself. Normally, at around 10, I'm just like, I have no energy or imagination to picture myself doing anything productive for the rest of the night, but I'll stay up late doing unproductive things. Well, well things in society deems, deems unproductive. Like beating Wolfenstein, the new order. That was something that I did manage to achieve this month. After all the stress in Israel, I think I 
wanted to revert to a place where there was just uh, guilt-free Nazi killing. And uh, that was... I've been playing Wolfenstein The New Order. Honestly, if you like video games and you haven't played it, it's really fun. So you should give that one a whirl if you like brutal violence and uh, murdering of, of uh, Nazis. That was something I did in the last month. I guess I did like a uh, victory lap over my fun shows with Dave Hill and uh, John Daly. Uh, whatever. I've been doing stuff. It's just, and I've been living. It's just, I like doing this. And I just want to, you know, do more of this, but it's, it's hard, guys. God, I don't mean to... I'm not trying to get depressed. I'm not depressed. And I'm not depressed about this. It's just that... Someone says, oh, you got to be present, be in the moment. And here I am, talking about the past and the future. Ah, I'm sorry I wasn't able to do this. Ah, but I will do this. No, get in the present. But then when I'm in the present, it's like... I tell you guys I'm looking at a... Stone Coyotes CD and two Los Lobos CDs. That's right. I have two Los Lobos CDs I I think someone will buy. Explain that to me, Bucks. American Thanksgiving just happened and Black Friday. Ceasefire fell on the American Thanksgiving weekend. I don't know about that. Sketchy. Did you Americans have fun at Thanksgiving for those who celebrate? Football. I feel like football is part of it. Turkey? It's, I, I don't know. It's like weird picturing turkey. You know? People, but, but Americans eating turkey. Doesn't feel like they'd have hel- good, tur- tasty turkey. That's just, you know, I, I can't explain it. I think it's because a couple times I drove through New Jersey and there'd be like wild turkeys, which are just buzzards flying around. And I don't want to eat those. I want to eat one of those farm-to-table turkeys. But I don't want to eat anything that was alive. And then I do. I'm like, I don't want to eat something that was a breathing, furry animal. And then someone's like, Hey, have you had the uh, beef bun at the Chinese bakery? Yeah. You reminded me that I want to have another. Once we added, started uh, candying meat, that really upped its edibility. That really, the animals must have been sad when humans discovered seasoning. They were like, ah, oh, great. This isn't a fad. They're not just eating us as a fad. They've got seasoning now. They're going to keep liking it. Frick. I bet a bunch of cows got together and were like, what are we going to do about this? And they said, we will endure. We will make the best of the time that we have on Earth. And we will pray for the downfall of these humans. And that has yet to happen. I mean, the true downfall of the human race. Think AI is going to do it? 
Like, I guess I could do something where I plugged every episode I have into AI, and then it would just take my voice and, like, make a new episode. Will you accept that? If it became a weekly show, but three of the four shows a month were uh, AI-generated, I think we might all win in that way. Because it would be something where like, I could like live stream it as AI, so there probably wouldn't be any visuals, and then I could be in the comments interacting with everyone. So it's like a double win. Hmm. Very cool joke I made the other week was that I'm worried that AI will dominate the rest of the alphabet. I think it might take over the rest of the alphabet. AI. Because it's letters ultimately. That's all it is. Friends. Fellow dirtbags. Lovers. Astronomers, if there's any astronomers listening, this has been wonderful. I will be back sooner than later. Thank you so much for listening to Nick Flanagan Weekly. Kofi.com slash Nick Flanagan if you want to give give a buck or two. Thank you for listening to this fairly aimless episode. I might be 42% hater, but when it comes to y'all, 100% lover. Have a great time doing whatever it is you do. Flanagan again weekly Nick Flanagan again weekly